The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We are going to be speaking to um, a representative uh, from a spokesperson from the Israeli government after five o'clock. Right now, though, I want to talk about this uh, disagreement around the cabinet table. Uh, so the Equality Minister, Roderick O'Gorman, uh, proposing to limit the offer of state-provided accommodation for Ukrainian refugees to 90 days. Uh, the Labour Senator, Rebecca Moynihan, joined Pat Kenny this morning. She had this to say about the Irish government's attitude to housing those refugees. Some people have gone back, but actually an awful lot of people are going to have to be here and settle here for years. And at the very outset, we were saying that the Department of Housing has to take responsibility and have a coordinated action and long term plan for this. And they just refuse to do it, which is the main point, is that they have you know, beaten back on housing of Ukrainian refugees for the last two years. That is Rebecca Moynihan, the Labour Senator, speaking on Pat Kenny uh, this morning. Tom McEnany is with me, a media consultant and the founder of Effective Aid Ukraine. And Teresa Bukowska, who is uh, formerly with the Immigration Council of Ireland and a migrant rights expert. You're both very welcome. Um, Tom, I think just to clear up a bit of confusion, some people, uh, you know, when they saw this and saw headlines, thought we were going to be turning around refugees after 90 days and sending them back. It, it, this is kind of an internal row nearly about whose responsibility refugees are within government. I think you're absolutely right. I don't think, like, on the one hand, it seems like the Minister is saying after 90 days we are leaving refugees to the to the uh, mercy the of the private. of the housing market. The, of the housing yeah. market. When everybody, including the Minister, obviously knows that there is no capacity in the private housing market for anybody to get accommodation, never mind um, refugees with no... Um, uh, no income and no no supports. So obviously that means they would automatically fall onto the homeless services and the minister and everybody else knows that there is no capacity in the homeless services to to be looking after tens of thousands of Ukrainian refugees. We're not able to look after those homeless people we have at the moment. So the question is, is the minister actually suggesting that we would turf uh, desperate women and children many cases traumatised who fled a war in Ukraine out onto the street and tell them to fend for themselves? Or is this some kind of a internal row between the Greens and Fianna Fáil with the Greens um, trying to 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 bounce Fianna Fáil uh, and in particular the, the Minister for Housing into taking some level of mm. responsibility for this issue? And honestly, I I can't imagine that it's anything other than an internal Greens Fianna Fáil row because the alternative would show a lack of compassion which I don't think um, would stand to Roderick, Roderick O'Gorman. Yeah, so we might, we might park the politics because I suspect you're right. That is what it, what is happening there. But what, what it speaks to and what I want to get your sense of is is a feeling maybe among some that we are beginning to reach limits or get close to limits. You know, that's what people have been talking about today. Is this an indication that the government feel... While we've been very generous thus far, you know, we, we will get to a point where we can say, well, I don't, I'm not sure we can handle them anymore. Yeah, and you know what? I'm very, very... Unco- I, I understand that thinking. I absolutely, 100% understand that thinking. I don't agree with it. And I'm very... I find it very, very difficult to get my head around it. Because the thing is, is there a point when you say, well, we have legal obligations. We have international obligations. We have uh, um, uh, EU obligations. Is there a point where we say we're, we're, we're just going to deny those legal obligations? Or just from a humanity, from a pure compassion point of view, if there are women and children being bombed by Russians, 
um, as there are every single night and they're fleeing and if they've already got family, say, in Ireland and they decide that they're going to flee. Are we going to turn them away and say, no, go back to Ukraine where you're going to be bombed tomorrow night and the night, night after that? Are we going to refuse mothers who are just trying mm. to protect? Because we say, well, sorry, we've done our best. I don't think we are. Theori- and I don't think we can, Kieran. The- I don't theoretically, think we can. though, is there a limit? It's you know, you take the entire population of Ukraine. They couldn't move here overnight, so and nobody would suggest they could. Which would imply there there is some limit. On yeah, numbers. obviously there comes a point when, like, on at the moment you have a lot of Ukrainians, say in Poland, living on the streets or living in train stations, yeah. you know. And obviously, therefore, fewer Ukrainians are likely to be moving to Poland to a life on the street. So obviously, there comes a point when you're, the, the life in Ireland that you would have is so bad that you're going to look elsewhere. Um, Ireland hasn't taken a sufficient number so that we have anywhere near that point, I would say. Um, now, there are those and there has been talk about, well, what about Ukrainians who are moving from other EU countries to Ireland? And I yes. would say for those, that category of people, the Department of Justice came out with a number, I'm not sure, saying that one third of the people who apply for protection, Ukrainian people who apply yeah. for protection in Ireland, fall into that category. I would say, well, I'd remind people, first of all, that they don't get automatic protection in Ireland. Unlike Ukrainians coming from Ukraine, they're decided on on a case-by-case basis and they may be sent back. So I think there's something to be said there. We could could look at that and say, well, uh, if you're already in France or already in Poland, you're safe. You're not being bombed. You're not in imminent danger. And I think we need to differentiate between those refugees who are safe and refugees who are coming from, especially from the front line in Ukraine. Uh, Teresa Boskowska, as I mentioned, the former immigrant uh, council of Ireland, uh, formerly with them and a migrants rights expert is with us uh, as well. Teresa, I mean, w- what some of this speaks to as well is, is the lack of a unified response across Europe. Is that fair? Oh, we don't seem to have Teresa. I think there. it's oh, very fair. There we have. Sorry, my apologies, I, Teresa. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. No, I think I think it's very fair to say that because I was at the Ukrainian Polish Ukrainian border in March 2022 when all of this started and I was reporting back from the border calling Irish government but also the European Commission to form a long-term strategy for resettlement. And here we are 18 months later and nothing's been done and everything is an ad hoc base. Um and I want to say that uh, this is just a strategy it seems like the strategy is lack of strategy um, when it comes to integration of migrants, uh, including Ukrainian refugees. Um, the, the issue of integration and access to services always fall in between different departments and refugees and migrants are being constantly pushed over from one responsibility to another and nobody wants to claim responsibility, but it's about building a strategy for long-term strategies, so we will not be finding ourselves in those situations when we have to leave people living on the streets or in tents. Uh, private housing uh, is very limited right now for everyone. Everyone is on the same really boat, but there are solutions out there. There are proposals out there. I've been attending so many conferences where good proposals are being put in front of the government, but the government is willing, is is, is showing a lack of political willingness to take those on. I don't know why. I, um, and then obviously who's suffering? People who are very marginalised like refugees. And is the difficulty in, in having a unified policy across the European Union that there's there's not 
kind of unified attitudes to the war in Ukraine. Is that is that what's happening? I think the issue is with lack of unified attitudes to migration. Okay. In general, because we have countries that are experiencing a lot of pressure, like Poland, Slovakia, um, um, and, and Germany to some degrees, and then other countries are not really putting uh, enough solidarity. Ireland, I think, is standing up to the task and is putting a lot of effort to show solidarity with refugees. However, the focus of the European Commission right now, with the migration pact that they are creating right now, is on securing European borders and not enough on providing social security to refugees and the same to providing support to states offering this uh, this uh, resettlement projects. So I think there is a, a fault in that as well. Mm. Uh, Tom, uh, the way Teresa describes it, I immediately started thinking of kind of the, the establishment of the direct provision system, which again, you know, temporary. Let's not kind of set down anything too permanently yep. on paper. Let's not kind of create a hostage to fortune. And yet, kind of 20, 25 years on, you know, it's still going. Yes, but I'm delighted with the, the, the level of positivity we're hearing from Teresa because you very rarely hear people talking about how there are things that we can do. There are things we can do in Ireland at an Irish level that would, first of all, solve this political problem, what okay. I think is a political problem. Um, and that is, and also would would go a long way towards addressing the strategic issue around accommodation of and refugees And those in things Ireland. are? Well, there's one simple thing, and that is what every single NGO working with refugees in Ireland has called for. Every single one has unified together under the Ukrainian Forum and has called for a whole-of-government approach. They've said, let's not silo this off with one department, that this is too big an issue for the Department of Children. Instead, we need not just the Department of Children and the Department of Housing. We need something led by Taoiseach and we need everybody involved. And if we're to come to a long-term or even medium-term solution, Kieran, we need that kind of thinking. Well, I suspect uh, you're right. And what we uh, saw at the cabinet table last night was two of those silos clashing. Yes. Uh, Tom, listen, thank you for coming into the studio. Tom McEnany of Effective Aid Ukraine and Teresa Pekowska, who was formerly with the Immigrant Council of Ireland. People will know her and that guy's and a migrant rights expert as well. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.